when we first decided to have a podcast, we knew we needed to have um, a name and something to talk about, something that would grab people's attention. Uh, and I was had some things I had to overcome about my situation. Uh, we had all the equipment and some good good equipment too to to create the audio files and do the the podcast. But what we didn't have was a, a good quiet space. In fact, there was not a single quiet space in our whole where we live. And and I couldn't uh, I don't drive anymore, so I couldn't. Uh, pack up and go somewhere uh, every every other day to to work on the podcast. Uh, and in fact, my office is is lined on three sides with windows, so that's why you hear all the noise you do hear. We had to give up on that. But I actually thought of calling the podcast "Out of the Noise." Uh, I think it's, it's uh, something that pre- preachers fall into is they're trying to find a, a hook in everything. So I thought, well, here I was going to be speaking. And the background was not going to be quiet and uh, and dead, which is what you want in the recording studio. But it was going to have cars and trucks and milk tankers and tandem timber haulers coming by, and for some reason, a disproportionate number of bike clubs come by here. So you'll hear from time to time uh, twenty, thirty, or forty, or fifty Harley Davidsons go by, uh, and there's nothing we can do about that. Uh, that's the environment that I had, so I thought, well, I'll call it out of the noise because we don't get to live our lives at, uh, away from the noise and difficulties that we confront, and, and uh, so I thought that might be a hook. Um, but it, it seemed to be just a little too much, um, too um, uh, schmaltzy. The next was uh, was time in space. I take off on the um, the term space and time, and my, my thought was, well, I'm 64 years old and. I have Parkinson's disease, and if I'm going to do anything uh, or say anything, I better get after it. My time in my space was getting shorter and smaller, all, like all of ours. I don't have any uh, accelerator pedal on to the end, but, but uh, I've got some things I'm working through. But my advisor told them the idea of having this, you know, motivated by my age and my Parkinson's and t- talk about things I really wanted to talk about, and they kind of said, well, there's that. I uh, didn't like that. Kitty asked me to explain the, the concept to her, and when I did, she said, hmm, if you can't explain it better than that, you better try again. It was a good point. The real driver behind the podcast was my 24-hour-a-day dance partner, Parky. I said I didn't want to do a Parkinson's podcast, but I said I'd think about it. So I came up with a title that I that acknowledged the the place of Parkinson's in my life, but I thought said uh, we could go any direction we wanted. So I came up with, in spite of Parkinson's, Kitty said it seemed to be abrupt and didn't set the right tone. She's usually right about stuff like this, so I said, okay. And I've been reading, uh, in really in preparation for later on in our series of Follow, Follow Jesus, or The Following, uh, I've been reading The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. It's about a Christian and his journey to the celestial city with a bag of burdens on his back. And it hit me. That's a picture of our life. I said our life, not my life, because, well, I have Parkinson's and Kitty has me. So from now on, the, the, Parkinson's, the Parkinson's Progress is the name of the broadcast. It's the name of the show. And the first series that we're highlighting and presenting is the following. Now, that may go on for quite a long time, but we'll have other ones that come along in, in, uh, after that. So from now on, and, and it, it'll take a while for us to uh, get that as the uh, name you write to, to find the podcast. So now, so now, if you tell any friends about it, 
still called The Following by Timothy Lester, um, but we're working on that. The show will hopefully motivate all of us to authentically pursue the following of Jesus the Christ. John 10, 27 says, and 28 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. I want to talk first today about orienteering. The history of orienteering begins in the late 19th century in Sweden, where it originated as military training. The actual term orienteering was first used in uh, 1886 at the Swedish Military Academy and meant the, the crossing of unknown land with the aid of a map and a compass from point to point in diverse, unusual, unfamiliar terrain whilst moving at speed. It sounds to me a lot like the following. Those of us who have responded to Christ's invitation to get in behind and follow Him are crossing an unknown land with the aid of a map, really a book, the story of the following through the ages, and a compass, the indwelling Spirit of God. From the very beginning, Jesus told his followers that their journey of following would lead to destination and a restored, recreated self. He never left any doubt of the challenges the following would contain. In Luke uh, 9.23, amidst a time of, of, of unparalleled success in his ministry, he said, hey, wait. Uh, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Um, Jesus was wanting the people to know that uh, be, being part of the following, following him, wasn't a, a eradication of all life's problems, uh, but it was how to journey through this unfamiliar land to the destination of the kingdom of God. Deuteronomy 31, 8 says, And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Notice that being on the following comes with an instruction to take control of your responses to the challenges that come your way. It says, do not be a, do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Usually, fear is is an automatic reaction, and dismay uh, is is a, 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 a the result of a calculation of your life situations. Um, but Deuteronomy, the people of God are told to take control of that. Don't fear, because God is with us, and will not leave us or forsake us. A friend of mine uh, named Ross dropped over yesterday. We first met Ross and his emerging tribe the day we arrived in New Zealand to speak at Easter camp on Motu Island in 1978. For those of you that aren't from New Zealand, Motu Island is in the Hierarchy Gulf, and you should look it up. It was in 1978. That'll be 40 years ago this coming Easter. Most of the time we get together, it is a result of his initiation. He's a good brother. 
we got talking about how many of the guys that we started with in the following uh, had wandered off and weren't currently following Jesus. A lot seemed to have gotten disappointed with how their life turned out or how the church had changed or they had changed. It seemed they had gotten. Uh, it, got, it seemed to have gotten tough, uh, or the cares of this age and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entered in, and they became unfruitful. Those were the words of Je- Jesus spoke about the seed sown on rocky soil. Ross and I looked at each other and kind of together said, what did they expect? The following is a movement whose founding light died a criminal's death on the cross. And all but one of the original 12 apostles died violent deaths in martyrdom. One by one, they, they followed Jesus with their lives and gave their lives for him. One of them died in his own hand. That was Judas. Ten were martyred. Only John, the Apostle John, died a natural death about 100 years old on the Isle of Patmos. I'm not being negative, only realistic. Remember what James says it's just the, the, at the dawn of the following. He says, Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face various trials of, of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Uh, that's not the uh, constitution of, of many Christians today. They want some kind of a miraculous touch that takes it all away and makes it all better and completes the process. Um, James says, instead of that, when troubles come your way, consider joy, because it's an opportunity for you to learn and grow and, and become more Christ-like and closer to the leader of the following. Romans 8, 5, 3-6 says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, we're not supposed to go out and look for trouble, and we're not supposed to try to address trouble and, and difficult circumstances when they come, and try to work them out. But during the process, during that hard time when life just is, it seems to be unrelenting, there's, we need to find the place in our heart where we can rejoice in this and say, you know, God is doing His work. And one of these days, I'm going to see it from God's perspective, and one of these days, I'll be complete. Peter said, in all of this, be, you, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had suffered grief in all kinds of tri- trials. These have come so that the, pro- so the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire may result in the praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed um, there may be some of you today that are just under the gun just under pressure feeling squeezed uh, going through difficult times uh, believe me I've experienced a lot of those times and uh and, and things in life just produce pressure, and sometimes you respond right to them, sometimes you do, don't. But what you need to do is get in your quiet place with, with God, and and ask Him to bring you to a place of recognition that the, this thing about being on the the journey with Jesus uh, doesn't promise to take away all of our difficulties, but does promise to give us 
the character to, to endure uh, and the, uh, the hope we have in Jesus. Uh, we begin, we can be, begin to get a glimpse of the character required to finish well in the following. Remember that the safe landing or the, the, the safe finish completion of the following uh, is guaranteed and is in Christ's hand. There's a real uh, passage that really keeps me stirred up when I read it because I just, it, 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 it seems so unusual. Uh, yeah, but the promise is so sure. Uh, John chapter, First John chapter three says, "See what sort of love the Father has given us, that we should be called the children of God." And indeed, we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it does not know Him. Dear friends, we are God's children. Now, what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that whenever he, it is revealed. He will be, we will be like him, because we will see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope focused on him purifies himself just as Jesus is pure. I don't know how many people I've met who are, are hanging their eternity on a, a prayer prayed at a, a, a camp when they were a child. They had done anything about it since, but they, they prayed and they received Jesus and, and uh, they're going to get to heaven. And that, that's God's... Uh, in God's hands, and we'll see about that. But can you imagine uh, um, going your whole life, really not not necessarily being the worst person in the world, but not giving a much uh, address to your spiritual life, and, and suddenly to be in the uh, presence of Jesus and made complete? That would be like jumping into a cold, cold, cold uh, river pool from a high, high, high cliff. And uh, what what's God's desire for us is uh, to be allowing him to work in our lives as we journey along with him as a follower. Uh, and so when the end comes, it's merely the next step to be completed in his presence. Well, just some beginning thoughts of uh, the following. We'll be back in, in a day or two. Um, I have plans to put a, a special um, set, uh, program up tomorrow that gives you a little more insight to who I am and how I got started in, in my relationship with the uh, with Christ as a follower, so look, look forward to that in the next day or two. God bless you. This is Tim Lester, and remember, following.
I'm going home. 